Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. How are you guys? So, we are on episode 87. Yes. Welcome, welcome. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. And with me is my incredible co-host. Hey, hey. Hi, property magicians. Hey, Vangile. So good to be here. 87th time on the podcast. <laughs> or more. More. Or more. We've got bonus lessons, Christmas episodes, New Year's episodes. Wow. Yeah. Hi there. I am the co-host of Property Magicians Podcast. I am Dr. Miranda. I am Prop Doc Mum on all the social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter when I make it there. I am a property mentor and a property investor. I mentor beginner property investors. Lovely job to have. I set you up from the time you register a property investment company to building your power team and to making sure you get to your first deal, a cash flowing first deal, by the way, as well. Yeah. Mm. So welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our incredible 87. (laughs) Oh my goodness, guys. So where do we start? Oh, you, you mustn't even start because is our guest today is Funke Alawo, mm. and she is from Nigeria. She was introduced to us by Bumile, our podcast guest in episode 85. 85. And, he, and we are talking about the Nigerian property market. As you guys know, Nigeria is the fastest growing, growing. Uh, economy on the African continent incredible so wow we have learned so much in this podcast and we can't wait for you to get into it i know well funke is is a young uh, property investor realtor and she she is a lawyer actually in nigeria you you'll get all sorts of facets about about the nigeria market so if you are in the diaspora you're listening to this podcast if you are a property investor interested in diversifying outside of south africa listen to this if you are oh my god there are just so many facets to this to this episode i can't wait for you to hear it it's amazing it's amazing same hey so guys you're in for such an incredible treat but before we head on over there let's just um give you guys some quick housekeeping and just even though we share it at the end of this podcast as well we are 25,500 downloads on podbean we are not yet two years old guys so this is this is is huge you know it's huge um we um again received i received a whatsapp from one of our listeners a few weeks ago Misa, that we are once more in the top 20 <laughs> podcasts for business and investing 
Um, so that was really, really beautiful. Uh, that is so beautiful. South Africa. So we're being featured on blogs and we just want to say thank you guys. And we've got, um, we've been rated by you guys on iTunes. Please, if you're listening to this, please keep rating us. Don't just rate us. Please leave us comments, write reviews on the yeah. podcast. It really, really helps when someone is deciding if they should listen to a podcast episode. Absolutely. If for them, right? Mm-hmm. So the more that the more people that um, we inspire to get into property, the more it starts to become a ripple effect and it starts to change our communities, right? This is how we it build generational wealth when I don't have to worry about my extended family because they are also taking care of their own investment portfolios and people yeah. are on track because they are learning about all these in uh, all these various ways to invest and make money. It takes the burden off of all of us. So my growth and helping others grow also helps me, you know? Absolutely. All righty. Shall we get into it? Let's introduce them to Funke. Hello, Funke. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi, Funke. So excited to be having a Nigerian guest today. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) This is so So exciting to be here with you, ladies. (laughs) So. Funke, can you tell us about yourself and what you do? Mm, yeah, your hobbies, who are you? Yeah. Let us get to know you. Okay, so my name is Funke Alao. I am a Nigerian. I live in Lagos, Nigeria. I am mm-hmm. a lawyer by training, but then okay. I do real estate. I'm a realtor full-time. So I do both real estate and interior design because most times I have to buy properties for my clients and then set it up like furnish and make it ready to live in. So that's pretty much what I do in Lagos. My hobby is I like eating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like food. (laughs) Welcome to the the lounge. (laughs) Yes, like you're in the right place. You just said, I like eating. Yes, (laughs) you. Okay, and hi, Funke. Hi, I'm with you. Oh, okay. Is that all you wanted to tell us about yourself? So you are a full-time realtor. No. You even style the homes. We we still listening. We want more. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I just I, okay. Um, what else? I'm not married. I've been living in Nigeria all my life, even though I've gone to a few other countries, but I've never been to South Africa before. I think I'll come to South Africa soon. I've never been to SA. Um, what? Oh. I like people. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, but I have friends over there. So when I come, I'll definitely connect everybody, especially you ladies as well. Yeah. yeah. So we can take the convo offline. <laughs> we must. We must. Maybe we must. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is such <laughs> an amazing thing. But now tell me how an attorney ends up in real estate. Where, was it intentional? Was it because you you just wanted to branch out? How did that even happen? How did you get started? 
Okay, so to be honest, it was a family thing. I I was oh. sort of introduced to real estate by my family. My parents have been investors. Um, like so, growing up, I saw them buy land, flip land, build houses, sell, rent. So I kind of grew into the old setting. Um, then I studied law. So finishing my law school and being called, I worked in insurance for a while. And okay. thereafter, I started my own business. I, I've done a lot of businesses, by the way, before okay. I eventually decided to just go full time into real estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I found myself into And then being a lawyer kind of helped you um, in real estate because, you know, it's legal and then there's the property. So it works hand in hand, sort of. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So, but you were not directly yeah. in conveyancing. Um, it 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 just works. The fact that you know the law in Nigeria. No, um, I didn't. I didn't get that. Can you come again? Oh, sorry. So I was saying you didn't work as a conveyancer. It didn't follow because you were a conveyancer. It just because you happen no. to just know the law in general in, 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 in your country. Yes. So in my country, you don't have to be a lawyer to do real estate, but then being a lawyer can help you with your real estate transactions. So I don't even do, um, I don't act as a lawyer to my clients because then there'll yeah. be conflict of interest if I'm the lawyer and I'm also the realtor. So I just um, act as a realtor to my clients, but then, Having a legal background helps me to to serve them better. Do you mm. understand? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. And that to be a realtor sense. in Nigeria, do you go through some training, or how does it happen? Is it is it a formalized um a formalized industry? Do you register with with a a board, and is it regulated? Yes. So to an extent. It is regulated, but then there is no formal school that you have to attend to become a realtor. But there are courses that you can take, and a lot of companies have support system whereby they train you on how to be a realtor, how to prospect, how to close your deals properly. But then the state government has um, like a body where you have to register to be um, a realtor. Okay. Mm. They're, still, they're still working that out. It's not yeah, up to par yet, but it's only the work. Okay. Is it okay. mandatory that a person should have a real estate license to sell real estate in Nigeria? Yes, so for for developers, because a lot of times realtors are always in the background when it comes to deals. So even when you yes. sell a property, it's not in yes. the records that you're the one who facilitated the sale. But for developers who build, definitely, you can't even start building in Lagos or in Nigeria without having a building permit, without having registered your company with the government as a realtor or as a real estate company. So yes, that aspect of it is very much regulated. And even when it comes to all the taxes and all, it's more on the developer's side than on the buyer's side. So when it comes to building um, in Nigeria and then doing real estate as a company, it's very much regulated. Okay. So you keep talking, so you just said developers and realtors, do they work hand in hand in Nigeria or are they, is it that to be a developer, you also need to be a realtor? Because in South Africa, you can just be a developer. Yes, so it it works in the same way in Nigeria. And that's where I am moving to personally. But for now, 
developers and realtors in Lagos or in Nigeria generally, they work together because it's like they create, developers create real estate opportunities. We of realtors, course. we sell for them. So for most them. of the developers don't know how to sell. They don't have the time to sell. They just build and then we sell. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. what's the housing market or landscape in Nigeria like? So um, is it quite common to be able to buy, like, are there apartments? We know that there's a lot of developments happening. Um, uh, is it mainly that people buy land and then build? Or can you buy and sell apartments on a regular yeah, so the market in Nigeria is very interesting and it's mm. also very dynamic, right? Other okay. countries, um, I feel like Nigeria, we have um, a lot more to offer. Now people are doing a lot of commercial properties and okay. Airbnb, all those kind of things. Hospitality-based real estate is really popping right now in Lagos okay. especially and Abuja mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, so the market is quite competitive as well because now there are a lot of developers coming in you know, some of them have foreign investments. Some of them have pulled funds from different Nigerian investors. So there's a lot of building going on, a lot of interesting apartments, you know, condos, two-bedroom apartments, mini flats. And rental in Lagos is also on the eye. So a lot of people want to rent properties because people move into Lagos, like the, the way people move into Lagos is alarming and they always need places to stay. So there's a lot okay. of demand for rental properties right now. So if you buy um, an apartment, there's a very high um, possibility of you getting more than one person that wants to rent your property. Okay. So apartments are selling well now. Yeah, two-bedroom apartments, one-bedroom apartments. So I even um, major in apartments because I do sell terraces and mansions as well, but I do more of apartments because that's, what my customers want because it's more okay. um is more it has more traction yeah people buy more because you can set up airbnb and people rent it you know so the mm. market is very interesting and the prices are great as well the prices are great and you tend to make a lot of return on your investment because you can buy a property like i have a client who bought something um but i sold the property was 30 million naira. If you convert that um, to dollars, let's use 500 naira to dollar, you know, mm -hmm. so that's about, I think, they're about. So um, I, how we bought that and we did 500. Um, if I, yeah, no, 500, 500 naira to $1. Yes. No, 500 naira to $1. That's what I use now. Like, so. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, sorry, 500 naira to $1. Do you understand? Yes, that's what you said. Yes, mm. <laughs> you did say that. dollars <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, so 60K, that's 30 million naira. So we bought mm. that. And then in the space of, in the space of, I think, maybe some months, because a lot of times in Nigeria, when you, when, you, when you want to buy property, if you buy at introductory stage, when they're still building, that's off-land. Yeah. Or, yeah or when they've not even gone to site at all, it's more affordable. So you can buy something at 30 million off plan. And when it's completed, it's already selling for about 40 or 35. So you're making 5 million naira or 10 million, million naira profit on a property that you have not even invested in. Yeah. That you've not even um, 
developed in any way. You've not even furnished it yet. You want to sell it okay. as it is, just okay. after completion. So mm-hmm. what a lot of my clients do is they buy off-plan properties on the low when the prices are still low, and then they hold it off until completion, and then they sell at a higher rate on completion. Mm. Okay. So then you make a lot of profit. Yeah, I've had my clients make at least 10 millionaire profit on um, off-plan properties. And sometimes wow. maybe, okay, after, yeah, sometimes after another one happened like some months ago where we bought a property very early on, right? And just as the property got sold out, you know, sometimes supply, when the supply is limited, is limited, so yeah. to increase your Exactly. So when the supply is limited, you can you have your own monopoly. It's now a seller's market. You can increase yeah. your price and say, you know what? I'm not selling. I'm not even selling yet. And people will be begging you, oh, it's sold out. Yours is the only one available. So you can you can now choose your own pricing at that point. So oh Nigeria, the market is very dynamic. Yeah. Okay. And has a lot of possibilities. Wow. That wow. Is- Tell me about the rentals. What I'm hearing, which is very unique, um, maybe it's not unique to, to, to Nigeria only, but in South Africa, we hardly see things like that. When you say that rental is on high demand, but I believe also landlords can ask for rental for a good six months and 12 months um, when you rent. Is that the norm or yeah. is it because because of the, exactly what you're talking about, that rentals are in demand. Did we get cut? Oh. Okay, so... Basically, I think Nigeria is very dynamic. A lot of people want security. So apart from the fact that um, landlords want to collect um, a year or six months rent up front, even tenants also want to pay yearly. Most of them want to pay yearly because in that way, their mind is at rest. They're not like struggling to pay um, rent every month. But it's not the general assumption. There are also some landlords who opts to um, take their rental um, income monthly or okay. every two two months or six months so it depends on the on the neighborhood or the landlord or even the clients maybe you're just in town for a short while you're not staying for a year then you opt for a furnished apartment and you pay monthly but most times for empty apartments that have no furniture landlords usually just collect their rent once in a year that's for a year and okay. it's not really that except maybe you're staying in some eyebrow areas i pay my own rent um yearly for my own apartment but for, okay. for the apartment that we have on the market i take my rental monthly for the furnished ones oh okay so that's very yeah. interesting interesting hey <laughs> yeah i've lived in some countries from where actually um renting um furnished apartments was cheaper for me than renting unfurnished so i'm just very interested in how does nigeria work is it um cheaper to rent a fully furnished apartment or is it uh it doesn't matter or it depends on the neighborhood or 
yeah, how's it with unfurnished apartments, a difference in rentals between unfurnished and furnished? Okay, so it depends on how you spend apartments. Are you, yeah, if you want to go and and staff furnishing, you spend um, your rental electronics, you need to buy furniture, designs, lights, a lot of things. We do all that. So by the time you, you, you divide all those things, you realize that you're, you're saving costs by renting a furnished apartment. Okay. And then the so amenities, 24 hours, lights, and all those things. Oh, sorry. I think we missed the first part of the mm -hmm. answer. Please, can you start again? Yeah, I said if you, it depends on how you you view it. If you're if you're viewing it from the perspective of having to buy all the furnishings in the house, having to buy electronics, having to buy power for twenty four hours, which is expensive in Nigeria because the tariff for power is a bit higher now. And most furnished apartments um they have twenty four hours power. So if you kind of mm -hmm. divide all that cost for everything, you realize that you're saving cost by renting a furnished apartment, and it also saves you a lot of stress as well especially for like um, tourists or like corporate um, people who just right. are in town for like a mm. visit or some business. They don't want to go around buying furniture, renting a house. They just want to stay in a furnished apartment. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. The fact that when you say fully furnished, it comes fully furnished with the power as well. That is so, so interesting. Yeah. And I would imagine that you, mm -hmm. when you pay the price for the whole year, you are also almost freezing the rental price because your market is so dynamic. So that means the territory exactly. of the rentals changes all the time and significantly so. Mm. Mm. That's a very, very good point, Mizo. A mm. very, very good point. Okay. Oops. Yeah. Funke's um go away the next. Right. So Funke, um yeah. we've we've spoken a lot about the apartments. It's very interesting. Um what sort of people yeah. buy bungalows and houses and you spoke about terraces what's the difference there because that's not how you know that's not a terminology that's used by other countries who who buys okay. houses human beings <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm sure <laughs> yeah. of what right. makeup um. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not the vampires, human beings. <laughs> so, mm. um, most of them, I'll speak for myself. My clients mm. are um, some are Nigerians in diaspora, maybe those in America, I some see. in the UK, mm. and other Africans as well, people in other African countries. Those that understand investment, they buy in Nigeria because Nigeria is very fruitful for real estate investments. You make a lot oh, of profit okay. without doing so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, corporations also buy some companies as well. They just diversify their portfolio by also investing in real estate. Yeah. And yeah. Um, some foreigners also buy as well. But there are a lot of houses in Nigeria that are owned by foreigners and then they get paid their rent and everybody's happy. Um, okay. And the reason why most of my clients now are Nigerians in diaspora is because of the buying power. Imagine what I said about um, a dollar being equal to 500 naira. 
So definitely those outside the country that are earning dollars, they have more buying power. More so buying that's where power. a lot of our sales now come from. Yes, mm. because they have more money. You can have a lot of money now, but when it's changed to dollars, you, you realize that you don't have so much. So when I you're see. earning in dollars primarily, yeah, you tend to have more purchasing power when it comes to real estate. So a lot of my clients now, at least the last three houses that I sold um, mm-hmm. in the past uh, maybe one month, I've They've been from Nigerians in diaspora. In the diaspora. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And let me just ask a real a, a real task question there. Um, we spoke about the regulations. Yeah. So is your fee, the agent's fee, is it regulated? Um what and if um, what what is the rate there? What is the percentage that a realtor makes in selling houses, or does it vary with the client? Okay, so let me start by saying that definitely it's regulated depending okay. on the amount of the transaction and also on the type of transaction. So is it land sale or house sale? Um, and is the amount of money, is there above 50 million naira? So generally the flat rate for agency for house um, purchases is 5%. Okay. But then, you know, having a realtor just saves you a lot of stress because of people like i'll talk about due diligence later mm. a lot of people are fraudsters they just claim to be realtors they are clueless and then a lot of people try to avoid paying their agents but you're doing yourself a lot of harm because if you are a good agent what the person yeah. does is to represent your interest even negotiation you can get for me i give my clients best bargain i would negotiate for you not just on payment but even on payment terms payment structure you know structuring the deal to favor my client do you understand Mm. so that's what we do here in my company we don't just sell houses to people we represent your interest we help you get the best deal and most of all we help you make money we don't just drop you at um we don't just leave you once you're done buying we'll help you through the entire process of setting yeah. up the apartment and also making via rental you know advertising the property managing the property is just okay. like an end to end like an end to end service that we offer exactly. at Mola yeah oh my god i can't and then we don't, it's not always the realtor the also styling the, pro, the, 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 the 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 apartment but that is beyond yeah. the duty of the agent right yeah yeah, it's way beyond. So we have a sister company that handles the designs for our clients because we know what people want to see in Nigeria. Absolutely. We know the markets. We understand our yeah. clients. I know yeah. that my clients would like to have a nice entertainment unit in the property. I know they would like to have balconies. So when I even select pro- properties for my clients to buy, I know what people are looking for for rentals. So you don't just buy something that is obsolete, something that people wouldn't like, that wouldn't excite um um rental clients. Mm. So we yeah. Okay. Um, like this is so interesting. It is. Um, this also brings me to <laughs> another question. As you're talking about this, <laughs> I'm wondering if Nigeria also has the rental or uh, the Airbnb market where let's say foreigners or even locals can go in and rent the apartment and then Airbnb it. Is that a possibility to lease and then sublease on Airbnb? Yes, very, if I, that's very, very, very popular here in Nigeria. 
We have okay. a lot of Airbnb apartments and people are like, I have clients who make about $1,500 every week on their um, Airbnb property, you know? Okay, so and they don't the market own the is viable Because a lot of people come in. So no, so there's some that do rental. There's a rental scheme whereby you can rent a property and still put on Airbnb. Some landlords don't want that. Some want it. So you just need to find a landlord who's ready to, to do ready that. Ready for that. So you can do that. And then you can also, mm. yeah, you can also mm. buy. So I always advise, you can do both. You can mix, yeah, you know, mix your portfolio. Because when you buy, ownership yeah. is king. You have you can have capital gains. You can sell the house at a higher rate later on. Of course. You can hold it off. You can rent it. You can do all sorts with your property because it's yours. But then when you rent a property, you're limited as to the use of that property by the yes. landlord. So I always say you can mix. Maybe in some areas that are expensive, maybe places like Ekoi in Lagos is eyebrow. VI is also one of the eyebrow areas. And then, you know, rent rent is higher in those areas. So instead of, and then buying properties also in those areas, quite expensive. So if you want to have like an Airbnb in Ikoi and you don't have so much money to buy, you can rent. And definitely the proceeds from your Airbnb can even help you to save towards Pages. buying or even mm. renting another apartment. Yes, mm. Can you tell us more about what we're exp- what could be expected in highbrow areas um, in terms of doing a strategy like that? We've had quite a few people come on the show, especially in mm. South Africa. It's a popular strategy for us. And what you're saying about Airbnb is just sounding in Nigeria, just sounds so juicy. So mm. what is the... Um, yeah normal what are the normal agreements that people would get into and then rental prices you can give us a range to say starting from x amount a month or x amount a year that's what people would be looking at if they want to come to nigeria and do that or contact a real estate agent and do that in nigeria okay so rental in places like so let me, let me talk about Lagos because mm. yeah. yes, exactly. So there's Ikui, there's Banana Island is also in Ikui, right? Banana Island. I'm sure you guys have heard about Banana Island. A lot of billionaires live in Banana Island. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Celebrities as well and some foreign yeah, and expatriates. They like Banana Island. Banana okay. Island rent right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite expensive. So you, you, some people pay as high as twenty million for rent, some fifteen, and that amount of money can actually buy you something in other areas in Lagos, other areas still on the island, you know. So Lagos is kind of divided into different zones. People just yeah. like to say there's the mainland and there's the island. So okay, but the island itself is still divided into many zones. Then you okay. have the eyebrows like Ikoi, Bi, and Lekki Phase One. And then you mm-hmm. now have Ikate. Ikate is like the, the next closest to luxury, you know? Oh, okay. So for Ikate, you have Ikate. Ikate is really viable right now for short-length apartments because if you're not like super, super rich, but you're very okay as well, Ikate is a place to stay for you. Okay. You find, okay. um so apartments in Ikate right now selling for about 50 million for like a two-bedroom. But then okay. I have some deals that are way more affordable. They are off plan. And so I have some off plans in Ikate right now selling for um, as low as 35 million, 40 million, which you will never really find on the markets. But I go the extra mile to get my clients the best. To deal. get your clients. So, yeah. Though. So back to what I was saying about rental. Yeah. So back to what I was saying about rental, right? In Ikui, mm-hmm. you can pay as high as 10 million for rent. 
in um, equity. Sure. That same amount of money can help you with a down payment for a property in other areas on the island. Yeah. So for me, I don't, I don't really think, depending on how much money you have, rental yeah. in eyebrow areas might not really be the best way to go as yeah. a new investor. You might want to start buying instead of just renting or even renting in more affordable locations like mm -hmm. Ikate, like Chevron, like um, you can Google all these places later on. Yeah, of course. Mm. Hey, Funke. Hi, Funke. Oh, sorry, we lost it you. Disappeared. After you said you can Google all these places later on. Another opportunity to talk about areas in Lake um, as well. Yeah. Also, 10 million is of range, but you. Okay, so I was saying that mm -hmm. um, rental in Ekoyi, you can find them as high as 15 million. And then Ooh. to buy in Ekoyi, you can buy for as high as 250 million. Okay. Wow. Wow, hey? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, Funke, let's talk about the pain point of ours uh, now that we are talking about how much it costs and everything. Um, does um, Nigeria market or Nigerian investors have the same issues about raising capital for investing as we do here? Do you have bank mortgages? Is it easy to access capital uh, through the bank or are there other means of, of financing a, a property portfolio? Okay. Okay, so I think just as in Nigeria, it's just as in America or in the UK or in Canada, I don't know how strong your mortgage system is in South Africa. Um, so generally, mortgage is open, but not open to everyone in Nigeria. Because in Nigeria, you find a lot of people that are not working under um, like a structure. You understand? Maybe they work for themselves or they just freelance. And freelancers and entrepreneurs do not really stand a high chance of getting mortgage in Nigeria, to be honest. Okay. They might say otherwise, but I don't see it that way. I feel like people mm. who get access to mortgage in Nigeria are more of the salary earners or government mm. workers. And mm. the price point compared to how much property is being sold for, you know, it's not really, it's not really open to all in the real sense of it. It seems to be on paper, but then when you dig deeper, mortgage the mortgage structure in nigeria is just coming up it's not where it's supposed to be or like in america okay. where you can actually buy a property and start using it to make money immediately in nigeria um it's not okay so it's not it's not really the case however yeah. some developers now have what you call payment plan and that's what a lot of some of our buyers um opt oh. for so you have a property that is 13 naira. they allow you pay across 12 months sometimes six months sometimes 24 months depending on the price mm. of the property spread your payments so a lot of the off-plan properties that i sell there even some of my own personal investments are also off-plan properties 
So okay. I can spread my payments based on my earnings or just invest in other things. And so I always advise my, my buyers to have something that they are doing, right? Like have investment, have a business. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So from that, you can actually finance your real estate investment because you can't build something on nothing. You need to have a source of income. In fact, you need to have more than one sources of income. Even I, as a realtor, I do other things as well. You know, my interior design mm. business and other things that I do in other industries. So it's very important to have a diversified um, portfolio, like having different sources of income. But then back to the payment structure. So yeah. being able to pay for your property across a period of time also helps like with financing your property. So if you can't even get access to funds from outside, then you can structure your payments to fit your earnings. So if you know you earn a salary, maybe you earn a million naira a month, for instance, which is not always the case here in Nigeria. Yeah. You can decide to maybe put um, 40% of that down every month towards paying for your property or 30 mm -hmm. as the case may be, depending on how you can structure your investments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that really helps here in Nigeria. But yeah, but now the, the challenge will be that even with that payment plan, the developers will still not give you access to your property. You can be going there to see how the work is going on, how construction is going, but then you can't start making money from the house until yeah. the title is right, until you own the property fully. But your interest in the property is secure. As long as you're making your payments, nobody will take it from you. <clears throat> it's yours, um, basically, but you have to finish payments before you can move in. Okay. Wow. But is it registered against your name? Are, are you, do you have a very formal yes. and strict deed title system? Um, Absolutely. That, that, okay. So, Funke, Absolutely. I'm a lawyer. So I do not. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so you were saying is your title. I wanted to um, make it clear in terms of title, in terms of your interest being secure, once you make, even if it's $1 you pay as your initial deposit, the moment you make that payment, you get all your receipts for that payment. You also have a contract that states that you're paying towards this property and that property is for that period yours as you're paying. So you can't, nobody can buy, like two guys can buy the same property and have the same Don't interest party. in it, except you're buying together. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's not, it's not possible for you to have it with yeah. a realtor. You know, if you a verified realtor, it's very important. Nobody would um, dupe you. You're buying something that you can see, that you can expect. That you can also do your own search on the title as well, and you you have your documents to back every payments that you make. Everything is every transaction that I am involved in is transparent, open, and governed by contracts because that's my own background as a lawyer. I don't do things without um, properly spelling the terms out. Mm. Oh, I like that. I like that very much. Then, do you wanna go? Yeah, I'm just very fascinated. Funke <laughs> talked about payment plans, and I was like, whoa, did you just say 6, 12, or 24 months? Yeah. Is it possible in South Africa, yeah. Funke, we get the mortgage, the banks allow us to, it's quite common to have like 30-year payment plans with the banks, and you yeah. instantly take ownership of the property. Like as soon as... I finish paying for a property, 
uh, as soon as I sign the documents and the title deed comes through within two to three months, I can start making money on the property, yeah. even if I owe 100% on the property. So is there a way yeah, to... Yeah, but that's, that's the mortgage system, right? Yeah. It is the mortgage system, yeah. I'm very... As well. that, that's the case as well. Exactly the same case with mortgage. When your mortgage goes through, mm -hmm. definitely... But I'm talking about the payment plan from the developer. So it's a different thing. What I was explaining that you can have access is with the payment plan from the developers, not from mortgage, not from the mortgage from a bank, like from the government. Okay. Understand? So you're talking yeah, it's, about it's totally different. In terms of resales, yeah. let's say like a property has been, um, was built like 50 years ago, have the same kind of payment yeah. plan when you're buying as a reseller, like a property that is not newly developed, but let's say that it's from yeah. your grandmother and then you're, you're selling it off. Can someone have the same payment plan and do they have, and can you move in immediately even if you have a payment plan because this is not with the developer? Is that possible? Okay, so in, so in this case, it will be, mostly determined by the seller. So this is a, a private sale. Most times, like a secondary sale, you buy something, you want to resell it as an individual. The yeah. payment structure is based on the seller. If you want your quick cash, you say, oh, no, I'm not taking any payment plan. I can give a discount, but you have to pay at once. But if, they, if you have the luxury of time, you don't need all the money at once, you can tell your buyer, oh, you know what, you can pay for this amount of time, but you have to put down, um, put it, a down payment down, do you understand? So that's yeah. that's um completely personal. Yeah, that's that's not determined by the market, it's determined by you the seller because it's your personal property. Okay. So what what you're telling me then, uh Funke, this is this is um yeah, very juicy and interesting. A young investor who is an entrepreneur or has got a a business, so most of them, how do they then buy houses? How do they afford this two-bedroom apartment? They are buying yeah. cash, really. They are doing a seller's agreement um, sale. Yeah. Okay, so you're, I want to get, let, me, let me get your question right. You're asking how young people buy property. Yes, how do young investors or oh. you don't? You don't have young investors who, who invest, and most of them I are do. Entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> the entrepreneurs. Yes, so, how do, yes, they, do, what, do what, what is it that they do to buy a house? So, I do have young investors. I am a young investor. My friends yeah. are young investors. So, mm -hmm. the truth about it is, you need to find what's best suited for you. So, when so for me, I consult with my clients. I don't just say, oh, come and buy this, come and buy that. I need to study you, the clients, understand how you earn, understand what yeah. you like to do with the property, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not every, you can't buy everything for you. For instance, Miranda and mm -hmm. Vanille, you might not like mm -hmm. the same type of property. You might not like the same type of locations. You might have different purposes for the property. So all these mm -hmm. things, even sometimes the, the client's character can determine how, you know, how, how the person will buy 
or what the person will buy. So when you want to sell property, when I want to sell property, I first consult with the client. I want to get in your mind. I want to know your expectations so that I can advise you properly. And there are a lot of times that some investors have expectations that do not match their pocket. So then I'm going to be realistic with the person and say, you know what? I think this is what is best suited for you based on how much you have to invest or based on your earnings or based on your expectations from the property. So for young investors, I would normally advise that they buy properties in viable areas and areas that are just like upcoming. And, you know, people, funny enough, there are different people in Nigeria. Some people earn um some who earn so low that they can't afford to live in places like Ikui. So where they're looking for, they're renting properties in Aja. And properties in Aja now, they are selling a lot because more of the population can afford that as opposed to buying in the mainstream Lagos, buying in Lekki or buying in VI. So mm-hmm. what, and then a lot of times people even make, yeah, do you understand? So you need to advise the client and you as a client, you need to be humble enough to, accept your situation currently be you can aspire but at the same time let your aspirations also be guided and let your like work to match your aspirations so don't want to do not expect to eat like a big um, piece of cake but then you're not baking anything so i always tell my clients you need to keep making money to invest in real estate you need to keep multiplying your income and you also have to start from where you are so my first yeah. investment personally was a piece of land in Ibejuleki. you know mm-hmm. something that was affordable at that time was some years ago when i bought that you know something affordable that you know you can buy easily without having issues with payments or um, completion of payments you know so mm-hmm. you can start from there. You can start from buying land in Ibejuleki. And now Ibejuleki is coming up. Ibejuleki is um, another, is, is the new Lagos, like they say. It's another um, part of Lagos where you have the refinery coming up. That's um, the Dangote refinery coming up. The Lekki yeah. Free Trade Zone is there already. The Deep Sea port is there. So a lot of infrastructures that are coming up in, the, in, in those areas. And it will be wise to have some form of investment there for when the place opens up you know, and everybody's rushing there. So I've yeah. been selling that for a while. Like I started by selling that and then I moved into mainstream Lagos, selling blocks of flats and all that. So even as a realtor, it's a journey. You start from somewhere okay. and then you work your way up. I started by selling jewelry. My, my first business at all was like fashion business. I was selling jewelry, you know, jewelry that is okay. even cheaper than a dollar you know, cheaper than a dollar. And then I grew into other businesses selling things for millions of dollars. So you have to actually, you know, grow in your journey, either as a buyer or as a seller. Mm. 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 Yeah. Very good advice. Totally. Mm. So, Funke, what are the land ownership laws in Nigeria? Can foreigners Mm. own 100% of the land? Yeah, yes. So this is so in Nigeria, the um, land ownership is governed by the Land Use Act. And guess when that act was was um, <laughs> 1978. So it's kind of dated, you know. And I believe okay. they're working on, you know, um, reviewing it. Yes. So land ownership is vested in the state, right? So if you okay. want to buy anything in Nigeria, definitely you need 
the consent of the governor. It's called governor's consent. And most things that I sell already have that governor's consent. So it reduces your stress. But then as a foreigner, the only thing you have to do is to get this, that same consent, that same approval by the governor to own property. So once you get that, you're very good. So there are a lot of foreigners that do have land, properties um, in Nigeria, land and properties in Nigeria, and they're doing fine. So long as you get your required permits, that's the one from the governor, you're very good. And if you want to build as well, you get your building permits. It's just like the same procedure for even um, locals as well. And we also okay. handle that aspect for our clients. Like I said, we offer engineering services. So there's no glitch with foreigners owning property in Nigeria. Nice. All right. How do people get the permit? Is it a process or can people hire someone like you to say, you're a lawyer, can you just get my permit for me as a foreigner so that I can own properties? Okay, so like I said earlier, we offer end-to-end -end services for our clients. So if you're buying properties from my company or from me, I would definitely, that aspect of it will be covered because we have our own legal team that handles all that. And we have people that help us liaise with the, with the government. There are agencies that govern all these transactions. So there's the um, land registry that we do um, have frequent transactions with when it comes to property in Nigeria. So you have no problem at all. And you can also even use your own lawyer if you have your personal. I always tell my clients, if you have a personal lawyer, fine, they can work with us. I'm always open to that because I don't even work as a lawyer in my company. I'm a realtor. Right, but then there's a legal department that helps with all this um, legal parts of the transaction in real estate. Okay, interesting. So, Funke, let's talk about tax a bit, right? In South Africa and in the UK, the reason why uh, real estate investing is 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 um, is um, is an asset class that people invest in is because there are also tax laws that that really make it possible for you to to save some money on tax and to make some money yeah. and you can defer tax as you invest in tax does the tax system in nigeria have any concessions for investors what are the taxes like okay so, funny enough, the reason why most people actually like investing in Nigeria is because of how, um, like, because of the fact that our taxes for properties are quite friendly, and then most of it is on the side of the of the developers of the seller. So, for you, the buyer, you really just have to pay like um, land use charge, stamp duties, and most times when you're buying property from my company, there is what we call documentation fees. So, yeah. all of that as most of the taxes that you have to pay as a buyer. Mm. So there's really not so much, yeah. Of course, you pay your normal personal income tax. And then for capital gains, when you sell property, mm -hmm. there's a capital gains um, tax that you pay on the profit on mm -hmm. selling, not on the price of the property itself. Yeah, but definitely. So for, for like major investors, we always have like tax advices that we can allocate to you to help you better with structuring your tax so that you don't have to pay um so much but i do not i, I do not advise tax deviation <laughs> so mm. yeah but definitely pay your tax but then you can always structure your even in america people advise you with tax they're like tax advisory firms that can help you better structure your taxes so you don't end up paying 
um, so much. Okay. Mm, okay. All right. And um, when you have, when you own a piece of land, for instance, when you own a piece of land before it is developed, are there any taxes that you pay um, while you own land? Do you do you have such things? While yes, you are so there's ground rent. Okay, ground yeah, rent. Yes, mm. there's a ground rent. Yes, it's just like every other country as well. There's a ground rent that you pay and also land use charge. But land use charge is very, it's not so expensive and it's just once in a year that you pay it. But when, when you buy it, most times the first year is already paid for you, like from the seller's end. Mm. So there's not so much that you have to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. And the tax is the same for both local and in Nigeria. So, okay, so the thing about buying property in Nigeria is if you're buying from a company, it's different from when you're buying from individuals directly. When you're oh. buying from a company, it's more structured. So there's always like um, an extra fee for documentation and that covers you. So instead of you having, so when you buy from individuals, they call them omonile. Those are the ones that can sell land to two different people and there'll be issues, you know, family <laughs> issues, like family, buying from the family, you know, it's a bit messy. So yeah. I sell only company properties. I do not sell for family. The, the only I can sell for individuals, but I don't do family um, land or family property. It's kind of okay. messy in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So what I buy, what I, what I buy and sell is company properties that are gated, like estates. So in a, in a gated estate, there are plots mm -hmm. of land, there are acres of land. I sell that because all the title is regulated. Everything is done. So you pay for the land and then you pay for the documentation. So that covers you when it comes to the charges you need to pay for land ownership. So you don't have to do anything personally. All you need to do is just con contact our company. Then we buy on your behalf from companies that are regulated and that have all their paperwork intact. Not families that do not have paperwork or have already have underlying issues that would affect you as an investor. Yeah. Mm, okay. And as a foreign investor, you don't even want to be involved in all that drama. You just want to buy things from companies as opposed to buying from families and having issues with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little about commercial and residential properties in Nigeria. Uh, what is the difference between commercial property and residential property? How do, um, what are some of the key things that people should be aware of if someone is coming in to buy commercial property versus residential property? Um, so it's actually not, not so different, to be mm -hmm. honest. But I think for commercial properties, it's a bit more um, sensitive because you're really looking out to making profits. That's your major aim of investment. So in buying commercial properties, I advise um, investors to be more careful so you don't buy something that is not profitable. Because for residential, it's more of comfort. You want to live in it yourself. So you're looking exactly. um, at your own comfort, the beauty, the aesthetics of the property. But for commercial investment, it's not really all about that. It's more about how viable and how profitable that investment can be. So that's when you come to 
due diligence. I said I'll talk about that earlier. So due yeah. diligence is very important. So as opposed to doing your due diligence for the legal aspect of the property, that is the titles and all that, it's also important to do your due diligence concerning the profitability of the investments, the location, mm-hmm. study the location. Are your competitors around that location? Can your business thrive in that location? What are the experiences? What is the security like? Same thing for residential. You have to check um, security as well. Is the area secure? Is it safe? You know, is there running water? Is there electricity? What are the roads like? The amenities and all that. So all these factors also will be considered in buying a commercial property because then maybe you want to buy um, a piece of land to build a shopping mall. You need to consider that environment. Are there other shopping malls there? People live in that area. What is their buying power? Are they rich people? Can they afford the kind of products I want to sell? So you actually, so sometimes we help our clients with all this um, um, consultancy. We can help you do like feasibility studies um, concerning buying property, especially for commercial purposes. Um, so yeah, it's a bit different, but not too different as well. You still do your due diligence, but more of the, the questions you ask are a bit different when it comes to commercial property investment. I see Okay. Very interesting. Um, Do you have um, high-rise office blocks like we we do in South Africa? Because that is really commercial spaces. And do you do... yeah, office blocks, warehouses, industrial parks. Um, I was going to mention that. So absolutely, we have a lot of um, high-rise buildings for commercial purposes in Lagos. More of mm-hmm. them are in VI, Lekki. Some are also coming up in other areas. So that's the, those are the possibilities now for investment mm-hmm. in Lagos, you know, commercial investment in places like Aja, like Kate, you know, we need to have a lot of all these um, complexes and buildings there. And Nigerian investors are actually willing to buy, you know, they're willing to invest in commercial properties. A lot of my clients now are building malls and as they're building, people are buying already. So we have shop spaces in malls selling for as low as 30 million, some 35, and you own it forever. You can rent and rental of commercial properties also high in Lagos. So for a shop space, you can pay like 3 oh, million, yes. 4 million, 5 million. For a okay. year. Yeah, and if it's bigger, yeah, and if it's bigger, you can pay as high as ten million for a rent um, for a year um, rental. And in places like Ikoye and Bi, people are renting places for fifteen million for a year, hundred million, depending on how big the space is. So they, they do per square meter sometimes. Sometimes they do per um, shop space or per block. Do you understand? So yeah, and then warehousing is also on the rise. So. For Ibejuleki, for instance, where you have the deep sea port coming, we have some, mm-hmm. some commercial estates mm-hmm. there that we are selling land just for warehousing purposes. Because, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's not rocket science. There's a deep sea port coming up somewhere. There's a refinery coming up somewhere in the same location, the same like vicinity. It's just smart for you to have land for mm-hmm. warehousing because the people want to have, yeah, you know, they want to have, um, places to store their goods before they're being dispatched to the mainstream Lagos. Absolutely. So, yeah, we do yeah. that as well. And that then factories so... are coming up. You know, a lot of factories need land, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's like that's promising as well for an for 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 the economy. So let's just talk about that uh, because the devastation that we've seen Funke in South Africa or when it comes to 
to rent out in the office block state has been due to the COVID, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Are you experiencing any any of 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 that um, in, in 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 Nigeria? What has been the impact on real estate in resident in residential and commercial? What have you guys? What are you guys seeing? Okay, so to be honest, COVID changed a lot of things, and yeah. as well, also kind of like a blessing to some industries and also yeah. to real estate because you know there are a lot of investment opportunities that came up that people were able to invest in a lot of people were selling distressed properties like distressed yeah. sales you know mm-hmm. buying properties at a very low my clients bought properties at a lower rate compared to the market prices because people were desperate and people were afraid of losing money they wanted to just sell you know properties mm-hmm. and all those things so um yeah that happened and as okay. well, the style of business change because now yeah. you have to rely a lot on virtual business. So we've mm-hmm. had um, a lot of changes technologically um, for real estate. Mm-hmm. People sell differently now. They're virtual inspections. You close deals online. Some clients have never even seen their properties before. Some of our clients have never even been to their property before, mm-hmm. but they bought, you know, virtually. did all their inspections virtually, their due diligence, everything. And mm-hmm. they paid as well without having to come here. So business is changing in that um, dimension. Yeah. And also, like um, for Nigeria, for instance, people wanted to stay at home. A lot of companies started telling their staff to work from home. So mm-hmm. you have, um, there was a little drop in people renting offices in that period because they wanted yeah. to rent houses instead. They wanted to rent more comfortable houses. So a lot mm. of residential properties then were selling because now you feel the need to stay at home. You feel the need to stay in a comfortable house. So people were redesigning their homes. I was selling because I, I have a furniture company that I use for my um, house yeah. styling. So we make furniture. We make our own furniture. So we're selling lots of furniture you know, because people wanted to be more comfortable in their homes. And most companies now emphasize on people working from home. So you needed to have a house of your own. So rental properties were like selling better. People were renting more. So yeah, mm. those are part of the things that, that changed. That have changed. Big, yeah. And even till That's now, a lot of companies yeah, still mm. work from home. Mm. Okay. Wow. Wow, man. So, so powerful. Uh-huh. No, I have. I don't have any other questions. I'm really full. This is. I am so informative. I'm saying I'm the I'm the same. Then this has been that this. It's like almost walking around Nigeria with you, uh, 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 Funke. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I like to walk around Nigeria. You guys should come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. You're talking to people who travel and yeah. uh, live in various places. So. Now that I know what to expect, I'm definitely very, very interested in checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, let's move on to the next segment. Nigerian market is waiting for you people. We're waiting for you in the Nigerian markets. We have lots of offers. <laughs> we want to hear all about them. I said we want to know all about them. We're always, if you have something that you feel like you want to share with our listeners, 
feel free if there's a hot offer that you feel is going to be incredible. You can drop it now or even in the next segment when we interview you. We don't mind. Yeah, so there's so many offers, but top of my head right now, I'll say we actually, we have, so Ikate is like the, is the closest to Lekki phase one. So after like in all these luxury areas that I mentioned, after Ikoi, BI, and Lekki one, Ikate is just after Lekki one. So I have like a very nice um, block of um, apartment coming up there that my clients have started keying into off plan. Um, it's 30 million right now. So you can spread your payment for as long as 12 months. Right now, properties in that area, two bedroom apartments there, they are selling for 50 million, but you can get yours for 30 million off plan. And it's carcass. I can finish it as well for you. My company does finishing, so we can do the finishing for you for about maybe five to six million. And you mm -hmm. can resell and make a whole lot of money or just rent it out as Airbnb and make about $1,500 weekly, you know, with good business going on. Um, we also have land um, in other areas that are selling for about um, 60K dollars, mm -hmm. or you can build a block of flats on it. So you can, you can be the one making all that money. You can come together with your friends to build or just buy and keep and resell. We have lands also selling for about 10K dollars in other mm. regions also on the island. So there are different offers based on where you want to come in from. And we can mm. also walk you through a good payment structure or even okay. help you set up your business here and start making money for you in rental income. Mm. Actually, awesome. that brings me to the next question. So if we're going to be buying as foreigners, do our foreigners need to set up bank accounts in Nigeria in order to buy? You know, if you don't really have to. And now the, the good thing now in Nigeria with um, the financial market, with fintech especially, is that now there are a lot of payment options that people outside yeah. Nigeria can use to pay for. Don't even have to have an account in Nigeria. I have clients, who, just like you're buying something in Dubai, you don't have to open an account in Dubai to buy profits no. in Dubai. The market is okay. open, the market free and welcome to everyone. So you can buy from South Africa with your own account. All you have to do is just to pay into the developer's account because I don't take money from clients directly. It's one of my principles. It's just part of my ethics in business. You pay yeah. into the company account so that you yourself are happier. You can have um, more security in doing that as opposed you to paying it. into someone's person. You only pay my, my agency fees into my account. That's my own personal um, fee. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow, this is so interesting. I it really, is. really love that you've I given options. I still think outside Nigeria as well. I didn't mention that. So I have properties in Ghana for sale in Mauritius. So what I'm trying to, okay, maybe from in the next section, you ask me questions and I'll talk about my personal plan um, in real estate. Okay. Mm. Mm. Awesome, Did you just man. say that you also have... Um, did you just say you've got a real estate? Is it a real estate agency in Mauritius? Yes. So we, I and some of my partners, we have properties for selling other countries. I have some in Brazil, in Salvador. I have some for selling Ghana, um, different mm -hmm. parts of Ghana. And there's really, I have a very nice offer in Ghana now. There's this um, resort coming up, like a golf resort. So we have apartments selling there for about 45 
k dollars some are 48 and um, they're on different prices we have in mauritius as well in brazil so for for me I, I tend to offer like a bouquet because um, some clients already have things everywhere. Some of our clients have things everywhere. They have all over Nigeria. They're like, okay, forget yeah. what's next. Let's buy outside. Let's buy in African countries. So, you know, we have in Kenya as well, um, Ghana. I'm going to Rwanda next month just to go okay. and check the market and also have a nice time. No, I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Rwanda in August. Yeah, definitely. Because I just wanted to explore, have a nice time. And whenever I travel, I, I try to collaborate with other realtors in those countries so that I can offer their products to my Nigerian clientele or my other clients in other parts of Africa and the world at large. Yeah, yeah, that's very clever. Funke, this is Mom. <laughs> it is such a gem, such a gem. We are so pleased. Then I don't know about you, but I am full for now. It yeah, yep. we could go on the whole day. It's Let's move awesome. on to the next segment. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Okay, so guys, welcome to Magical Feedback. I'm gonna let Mizo start mm-hmm. us off. Alrighty, um, medical feedback is always so hard because I have got literally 11 takeaways. Do we have time? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so hard. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk about Funke herself and look at what Funke has done with her career, which is, which is so great. I like, I like that because we never know who's listening to our podcast, but when you are a millennial or you are a young person, and especially in South Africa where things, where people feel very limited by the type of um, university degree or college education that they must get or whatever, Funke has done the whole range of, mm. <laughs> of, 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 of real estate in one. She went and qualified as a lawyer which puts her in good seat to understand conveyancing and notary in Nigeria. She's become a realtor, which is a real estate agent. And <clears throat> she, she is able to do transactions with local Nigerians who are local and Nigerians who are in the diaspora because she understands the movement of the money, the movement of property within. She knows exactly which doors to knock at. I am just amazed, amazed at the possibility. And can you see how she's formed a funnel for herself in, in, in that real, real estate requires you to understand a little bit of the law, but it also requires you to understand your locality because property investing is a local business. It is. I like that. I, like that. I love, love that. I really, so- really like that. Yeah. yeah, my second take, my first takeaway, Your first, which, yeah, <laughs> which is directly linked to this, is um, how Funke has formed an end-to-end real estate business. Oh yes, right. Mm-hmm. Like I have not heard of that, right? 
but she, everything is just in-house. It's just incredible because yeah. it means that obviously there's money circulating to all the different services, but her no. company, she's still making money and she has shares in that and she's collaborating with all these people. So Absolutely. she even has a furniture making company, interior designing, they do interior <laughs> design, all that. Like they will sort out your visa stuff, all your ownership papers for Nigeria as a foreigner. So it's just ease. She's just created ease for her buyers. So if you want to invest in Nigeria, you don't, you obviously don't know where to get furniture because you're new to the company. You've just bought a property. It's like, no, we've got you sorted for furniture. So you can literally arrive with everything sorted. And because she has this, legal background you can feel at ease that she knows exactly what she's talking about because she understands the law so wow a very very impressive I feel like I love this way that she's doing business it's very innovative but also I can see why it's also profitable in the long run absolutely and the fact that she can style for the market that she is in just because necessarily we like certain colors and certain things in South Africa doesn't mean you when you are in Nigeria you're going to find the same color scheme and people if you want to do Airbnb people are going to buy into that so this brings me to my second takeaway my second takeaway is I am trying to decide which one it is. Actually, there are so many. All right, let's just talk about um, how finance models, because I'm a property mentor, of course, I can, I am very passionate about pay attention to financing models. She spoke to us about how mortgages are not big, a big, huge thing in Nigeria, mm-hmm. right? Because mortgages, are limited to people who have got a regular job. And those people are the ones who are able to find a mortgage because, um, so it's not a very open system that that really accommodates lots of people. But then your entrepreneurs, people with informal businesses are not able to access your formal mortgage system, but they will, they will be flush with cash, but they can't really access a bank loan. Right. So the developers in Nigeria have even got in-house financing models. Here you are. You don't have to be limited by the fact that the bank said no and turned you away. You do not have to be limited by the fact that you only make money twice a year or every quarter. That's when you have a bulk of money you can get into a financing or a payment plan with a developer where you pay in six months, 12 months, 24 months. I thought that that is very, very creative. And most African countries don't have the the sophisticated banking system, I guess, that South Africa has. But, you know, people buy homes. People buy homes. And how do they buy their homes? So I'm, I'm very interested I'm always interested in what sort of finance models other countries are using. Can't wait to interview the other 52 countries to hear what they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so, so powerful. Yeah. And also I think 
um, my second take my second takeaway is also around the money aspect. It's just a high rate of return on investment in a short in Nigeria. Time. Yes, in Nigeria, and obviously it just makes sense, right? Is that like yeah. a lot of people? I've heard this before, right? That a lot of people are moving to Lagos, so there's a high supply. Yeah. Uh, there's a high demand. Demand of accommodation. People are moving from everywhere for jobs. People are coming through for business, all sorts of things. So there's a huge demand for property and the yeah. supply is so low. So there's this opportunity to grow in Nigeria. Yeah. It's, a growing op- it's a growing economy. So yeah. obviously, because it's still in growth, it's still in the growth phase, the real estate industry offers really high returns. Like, to make a return of 33% on your investment in two years. It's unheard of. It's insane. Right? It's it's incredible. So we really are looking at that market because, wow, why would you not want to be in this market? Yeah. That is, it's just incredible. So then, um, again, uh, for my scenes, the many, many roles is that I'm also a real estate agent. And when a realtor speaks about a market that she knows, you can you can tell. She doesn't say, oh, buy this house. It is nice. Yeah. She says, oh, there's a deep sea port that's coming in this place. Mm. There is a manufacturing plant. There's going to be warehouse needs in this place. There yeah. is a refinery that's coming in this place. And she named all those suburbs and sort of places yeah. where there is development that's coming and manufacturing opportunities that are coming and warehousing opportunities. For me, that's the type of real estate agent I want to talk to. You know, I don't want to, I don't want anyone telling me, oh, the windows are so nice. And can you see the walls? They are very beautiful. So yeah. she gave us a whole, a whole range of ways of looking at, at, at real estate and that's the kind mm-hmm. of real estate agent that you that you want she she gave us in a sense about what COVID has done to the rental market mm-hmm. and who is renting where and yeah. that's the type of real estate agent you want to choose so because mm-hmm. we are a property investing podcast please listen to certain things when someone talks about about what's coming in that area. And that's how you property invest. We don't just buy beautiful homes. We mm. buy homes because there is something that's coming or you buy an investment block of flats because there is something coming in that area. I really like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So well said, Mizo. Mm. So very well said, right? Ooh, I really, really like that. Um, yeah. She... I love the opportunities that she provided and all that she shared. And she was able to say, just like you said, um, just reflecting and she's like, well, for that amount of money, you might as well buy a property if you're going to rent for that much, you know, know. that's just incredible advice because if you're coming in and you're a foreigner, you don't know the market. You're like, I'm just going to rent. Maybe these are the rental prices. And she's like, no, there are other neighborhoods up and coming and just as nice. And you can, for that money that you rent in one year, you can just own the property. Yeah. 
like really, really wild. That's um, a value-adding agent. And that's what you want to pick on your power mm-hmm. team, guys. You know, that's the type of realtor you want on your power team. Someone who knows the story and knows price ranges and what what buys what. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Okay. So... Um, I think my final uh, takeaway is just around, again, I've had this takeaway before, but I, not to belabor a point, but that uh, just how she followed in her parents' footsteps. Her parents were in real estate. She got into real estate, right? And so what, again, this brings back uh, the point that we always talk about, which is that Our kids, when we're talking about changing generational wealth, it's not what we say, it's what we do that our Mm. kids start to model. So what I often see about uh, from adult people is that they'll be telling their kids to do something and then they behave in a different manner, right? It's like, and then you'll hear people say, but you know, when you have the money, you'll buy me the house. No, your kid has to see you buying the house, doing being financially stable. And then for them to do that, it's just a natural step because they've step. been growing up around it. It's not scary. It doesn't mm. trip them up. And to just see Funke do that, right? Like her parents yeah. did it in Nigeria and now she's like, well, if it works in Nigeria, let's see if it can work in Mauritius. Let's see if it can work in Rwanda. Let's see if can it can work that. in Ghana. All that. So it's just they can take that knowledge to the next level because they've got the foundation that you as a parent have given have them. created. So I feel like this is so, so important to just observe. And yeah. it's remarkable. I think it's very, very interesting that at least as a lot of the guests that are from outside South Africa, their families have said to them, property. You know, they've yeah. sat down and spoken about the importance of property. And this for me gives gives me hope that like we are yeah. also going to get there, right? We We're are. already starting these conversations, but we don't just talk, we start to do so that the next generation sees us doing. Absolutely. I think we spoke about it with Vumile as well. What she saw her grandfather and grandmother mm. do. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when she spoke about this puzzle shop? <laughs> she was yeah. like, ah. This puzzle shop actually makes money. Ah, and the money buys property. Ah, okay. So the aha moment, we never know when it happens to the child, but it it looks like micro actions is what builds and really teaches our kids. I, I, oh, yeah, that takeaway actually. Yeah, so it's everything. Like yeah. Seeing this in action, I think it's just so beautiful because... They were able to start earlier than you or I, Nizo, because they yeah. had seen it, yeah. you know, they yeah. had seen it around them. And I think yeah. we were lucky because we also saw it around us, right? We yeah. started seeing friends and all that. But it's a whole different ball game when you've been hearing the conversation at the dinner table as an ordinary yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I love that. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. All right. 
Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, I'm actually just going to let Misa take over on the segment of the show where we ask um, the guests the same questions that we ask every other guest. So she loves to ask the first question. So my, my first question on the journey to magical expansion is, do you have a book that changed your life? Is there any book that really impacted your life it can be a real estate because we are speaking real estate or a business or any other book really okay so i like the sound of magical expansion and thinking <laughs> about that right now the only magical book or should i say the major magical book for me that kind of changed my life is the bible <laughs> funny okay. as it may sound but mm-hmm. my bible for me is my reference points, like I always go back to my Bible for like instructions, for guidance, like almost every life issue, you yeah. just find situations in the Bible that can help you, you know. So for okay. inspiration, I'll say the book that in my life is my Bible. Yeah. There are other okay. books that I read, you know, as well. Well, the Bible for me is that major book that changed my life and changed my perspective. That's how, like, that's how I have my abundance mentality. Like, I don't think there's anything too much for me to handle. I don't think I have any limitations in life because of my Bible. Because when I see myself through the eyes of God, I know Mm -hmm. I can achieve anything. There's some deals that I hear about naturally it might scare me. I'm like, Oh my God, this sounds too good. This sounds too big. How can I pull this through? But when I look yeah. back into my Bible and realize that I am more than a conqueror and realize that God has given me all the powers in heaven and on earth, I know I can do just as much as anything as I want to. So that's mm-hmm. it for me in my Bible. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. That's yeah. Amazing. No, we've had several, but it's just a few people who would, who would also choose the Bible. Thanks for sharing. Yes, yeah, we you. have had quite a few people say the Bible. Mm. So, Funky, what keeps you inspired? Mm. Wow, what keeps me inspired? Oh, nature and my goals. Mm. Like, for me, some days I get tired, I won't lie. Even some days I even get tired of reading my Bible. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to rest because yeah. there's so much, like, like, so many things to overcome. And there's so many things that distract you. Um, but what keeps me inspired, like my family, especially, keeps me inspired. Like mm. I, I have a family that understands what I do and they'll always support me. Even when I make mistakes or I lose money or anything, they will support me and put me back in line because that's where it all started. My family, they understand real estate. So my family keeps me inspired. Nature as well. Like when I get tired, I go to the beach. I love, I love going to the beach a lot. Um, I like nature. Um, that inspires me as well. Then beauty inspires me. Like when I go to beautiful places, even if I'm yeah. dull or I'm tired, I just get a sense of inspiration, you know? Um, so yeah, that keeps me inspired as well as my goals. Like when I think of everything I want to achieve, because I really want to have my own beach house in Mauritius, all those goals, right. they keep me going. <laughs> they keep me inspired. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you have anything that you wish you had known or done before embarking on on your real estate journey, either in your personal investing or in how in 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 your realtor uh, business? Yeah, Miranda, I must tell you, like I was 
scared when I started this business. Oh, right. I was like, oh my God, how do people sell houses that are worth like $1? How do they sell houses worth $2 million? How do I ever yeah. get people that want to buy from me? Would they trust me? I'm just I'm just a small girl. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like that's that kind of yeah, I wish like so for me, a lot of my counterparts, they're like in my age range and everything, and they're doing way bigger things. They're developing, they're doing stuff. I'm like, oh my God, how? So I think um the question is what would I have done differently or what yeah. was my challenge? Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think for me, the boldness to do things like doing things on a bigger scale and also collaboration. Like there are a lot of things that I can't do alone. Even oh. Bible says we can do all things. But then it doesn't say we can do all things alone. It says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So that wisdom, that strength can also be in collaboration. The strength can be in you partnering with Vanille and saying, you know what, girl, let's buy this this building in Nigeria. Let's run a business. You know, collaboration is key. I wish I learned that earlier on in business. I know. I also wished I learned on OTP, other people's money. Like yeah. um, gathering funds to make investments as opposed to using my money all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just that courage to just walk to banks and say, you know what, give me $5 million. I can do this. I can give you these profits in this amount of time. Now I, I have see. all that and we have things in the works. <laughs> yeah. We have things in the works. <laughs> I wish earlier on and I had latched on to that, you know, boldness, that collaboration and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Everything yeah. that you just mentioned is the collaboration. I know. Yeah. Hey? And the courage. Collaboration and the courage. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Collaboration is queen, trust me. It really, yeah. really is. So for young, yeah, for young investors, for young realtors, I'll tell them to always collaborate and also be sensitive in your collaboration. Not everybody is what that's um um, sacrifice or whatever but you need to mm. try as well as yeah then be bold yeah yeah mm. i like what you're saying because most people end up not selling something because they are sitting and they are so stuck on that five percent if they sell this exactly. 20 million rent um a, a property Instead, if you had collaborated yeah. and have a partner who also shows the same the same property, exactly. you can sell more properties much quicker, actually, if you share your 5%. Yeah? Multiples exactly. of 2.5%. I'm telling you, like, thank you for mentioning yeah. yeah. Thank you, because a lot of times in my business, some realtors don't want to even deal with other... I had, a, I had, a, I had one issue with a realtor one day on a house. Yeah. I already even sold the house, and I was there clients we're trying to i think we're just trying to check the property for the first time at so before they came into town so this yeah. lady i don't know her name i can't i can't remember what her name was she was just so hostile towards me she was like she wanted to snap photos of the house and my clients are already in the house and we're like they, they bought the house already do you want us to step out so you can snap she didn't want to listen to just shouting at me she knows i'm a realtor that's how realtors are we don't i'm like i'm not that type of realtor this house that i'm even in i sold it with another realtor you know, I sell a lot of houses <laughs> with other people and then we share the fees. But she was so aggressive. I'm like, that kind of I person know. is anti-collaboration already. The house made my money. Like, I don't have time for that kind of conversation. If it's not making me money, if it's not making me smarter or bringing me closer to God, no time for that kind of convo. So collaboration can help you make lots of money in a day without even leaving your house. Because your clients, I know. Your, your colleagues, whether they're the ones out there, 
working you're in your house like today i'm home i'm not even going anywhere and i'm still making money i'm here with you guys we're doing something my my staff they're working my colleagues are out there pushing my my properties my my product that i have for sale and everybody's happy you don't have to do everything by yourself you get worn out you get exhausted and you don't have the mind for for that inspiration when you're just boggled with doing everything by yourself so your collaboration is queen oh my (laughs) goodness you have said i can share with you stories about those things i even have one of the texts that was sent by a hostile realtor who who was she was so intent on telling me off about a property which she doesn't own the seller doesn't care the seller didn't didn't even understand what a soul mandate or an open mandate was so this particular house that he just wants his house to sell right but yeah. he had given it to an agent who des- who didn't understand that or who hadn't explained to him that, well, if I have got a sole mandate, that means other agents can't sell your house. So yeah. she was furious to know that there was another agent in that house and the way she was wow. carrying on. And you see, I don't have attachment to sellers' houses. I'm just like, oh, okay, you want to sell it alone? oh, okay, you talk to the seller, I've gone ahead <laughs> and I've advertised and I've, like, it's just the oddest thing. And the hostility yeah. that exists with some people is just yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That, is, that is so bizarre, eh? <laughs> it is. Yo, people get territorial, <laughs> my dear. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's my deal. It's my deal. I want to close it alone. <laughs> I know like, <laughs> oh yeah. my word, that is fascinating to me. So, Bunke, what else do you think is still think you need to learn in property? Mm. So, like, I always call myself a work in progress. That's the yeah. motto for me. I don't think I'm ever there. So, um, but particularly, I think I would like to learn more about other markets. Um, mm. I also like to learn more about financing for real estate like i want to find opportunities for my clients to get yeah. financing for investment because that's a big challenge here like in that. nigeria and also yeah i'm trying to create affordable housing plans so that the regular nigerian can actually afford to buy a home so those are the things i'm working on learning and i'm also working on doing so i want to embark on my own project soon where I'll develop affordable houses for people to buy, Nigerians, non-Nigerians, affordable housing that is also still profitable. Yes. Yeah. Hey, man. That is very, very fascinating. Um, And actually, not just fascinating, but inspiring. Yeah. Because I think more and more African countries around the world need access to affordable housing that's one of the biggest issues especially mm. in cities, is being able to give people housing with dignity that is with also dignity. affordable mm. Mm. i yeah, yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing hey that's the biggest thing mm. so funke what property resource do you want to share with us now that we are in a market, we, we've spoken about a market that Vangile and I are not familiar with. We've been excited. You've shared so many things about the different suburbs. Do you have a resource that you want our listeners 
who are interested in the Nigeria market to look at? Are there any websites, podcasts, books, or YouTube videos that you, you want to draw our attention to? Okay, so I'm going to be selfish now and yes. I'll ask you guys to check me out. <laughs> and then no, but that's your, it. Plug yourself your, in. Please do. I know, right? So I'm going to recommend you guys as well, like your podcast. I think people should check that out because I can imagine listening to your podcast now and hearing about other markets, you know, especially yeah. your, your country, South Africa. Love my clients mm-hmm. also as well ask about South Africa. I had an, an inquiry, like I think last month, about someone that went to buy a property in South Africa. Then I called, I think um, I have someone there as well in the property market. But you, you ladies seem to me like people that I can as well talk to. And that's how the world is. The world is like a web now. And there's always it like is. this interconnectedness. You can reach out to people. So I'll say, check my page out. I have a podcast as well. Um, oh, okay. And I'm going to launch my Awesome. Yeah, it's called Real Talk with Funke. Real Talk. Like real, real talk. estate, real talk with Funke. So I talk about mm-hmm. real life and real estate. Um, so yeah, that's one thing. And you can also check out my Instagram and my personal website as well, www.funkealao.com or my page on Instagram, olufunkealao. Um, that's at olufunkealao. And then you can send me an email at funkemolab. My company name is Molab Homes. So funkemolab at gmail.com uh, as well. So um, generally speaking, I, I feel like real estate is local. So whenever you want to buy anything anywhere, make anywhere. sure you're talking to a local. Yes, anywhere at all. Make sure you're talking to a local. I'm a Nigerian. I live in Nigeria, in Lagos, Nigeria. So I can better represent the Lagos market to any investor, either you're even a Nigerian or you're not a Nigerian. Yeah, so I'll mm-hmm. say for any real estate, real estate is local, just like politics is local. So yeah. you need to be able to get it in the market, not just reading things online, reading articles. Articles are good, but then some of them do not really represent what the situation is, except you start talking to someone that lives there. I could tell you some areas you should never buy property in Lagos for free without for even free. charging a yeah. fee. I can tell you that if you buy property, it's going to be a headache for you, except that's what you want. You want headaches, you know. And I can tell you also for free where to buy property if you want to make money fast, you know. So always yeah. talk to a professional one. Always talk to a local as well. Yeah, that, that's how it is, right? It is. That is yeah. absolutely how it is. So I, I just made a note actually because offline I need to talk to you about something. That's exactly how it goes, eh? Mm-hmm. I like this. My goodness, have we been fed or have we been fed? So, okay. How do people I actually learned a lot from this podcast from you as well, from you ladies? I've been taking notes. (laughs) Oh, have you? Oh, actually, my next question was going to be is um, what was your intention with this podcast? What are you looking for? Tell us, you can't have too many asks. Someone is listening to this and is like, wow, this is an incredible woman. How can people work with you? What are you looking for? Okay, so to start with, I'd like to thank you guys for the opportunity. Um, yeah. I'm honored and humbled as well. Um, I'd like to thank my friend who also recommended me um, as well for me. Then, to be honest, I was first looking forward to the experience. I just wanted to experience it. 
um, you know, just rubbing minds with other ladies from, from a different country. I was yeah. excited about it and I'm still I'm excited about it. So the experience is even enough for me. Um, then after that, I definitely would like more investors um, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm creating value here and I'd like to create yeah. value for other people across board outside mm -hmm. my circle currently investors so i'm definitely looking for investors not for my personal purpose but investors that want to make money or i'm looking for collaborate so that we can do bigger investments you know maybe you want to buy a um a plot of land to build an i rise or something so we can raise um, funds together, share the profit equally or based on the investments that um, each investor has put in. So definitely I'm looking for that more investors, people who want to collaborate and as well that have properties in other countries that would like me to know about so that I can sell for them. Yeah, so that's yeah. it. That's oh, so wow. This is awesome. Yes. Did you know and I am sure are uh, excited for very different reasons. By all I know, because <laughs> you said we don't have to be talking. We just, I just know she's thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> we done. We we done. We get you. Uh, you 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 go down on our diaries, and we we already have a room in Lagos because we we need to visit when this COVID. Absolutely, <laughs> and I'm going to host you when you're in Lagos. Definitely, we'll go out for dinner or something. Oh, our different properties. We'll have fun. You'll probably be fired up here. Yeah, and speaking about yeah. Rwanda, that is one of my favorite African countries. Possibly. Are you serious? After, after South Africa? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, could, yeah. I could take my suitcase <laughs> and live there. So you, you and I need to speak. Our, yes, we will we'll talk about okay, Rwanda. Tell me where to go to. I'm going in August. I'm going next month. I'd wow. like to know the places to visit. I'll be there for about a week. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. I also, um, yeah, I've got a friend, uh, one, one yes. of my friends that I'm connected with in Thailand. Remember, Miso? Yeah, I, I can connect <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Okay. I like to do media there as well. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, you know, a blog, radio station, something just to get myself on the Rwandan thing. So it would be nice. That's okay. done. We'll okay. definitely make that connection for you. Okay. Thanks. So, Thank you okay. so much for coming <laughs> up on the podcast and for Thank coming to share this incredible Thank knowledge with us. Thank and you, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I have had a great time so far. Yeah. We've loved it. And thank you so much, Property Magicians, for staying with us. Oh, and by the way, as we record this podcast, Property Magicians with 55,000 downloads. Oh. We haven't even hit our two-year uh -huh. anniversary. Fifth. Yeah. Thank 50, you. 55 uh, and a yeah. half. That's great. 55 and a half. This is so yes. crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so crazy. So we want to just thank you again so much. Um, a property magicians for staying with us for being part of the journey and for listening to us and we hope that you enjoyed 
this week's podcast. And of course, share away with family and friends as you guys have been doing and rate us on iTunes. Misa, I realize that we have five stars on iTunes. We have 16 five-star ratings so far on iTunes. Yeah, so we're very that excited. That is so amazing. Platform. So <laughs> please keep rating us. Please um, keep uh, leaving your comments about the podcast. It helps other people discover us and learn more about property as well. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see you guys next week. Yay. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangelia Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.